You're listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you're interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of us needs and appreciates all your support. This movie review also comes for subscribers at Time Lord level or above, an uncut, unedited, longer video version of the review. Become a subscriber and check it out. You know, if there's anything that we are who we are by Luca Guadagnino, uh, Guadagnino, Guadagnino, whatever his pronunciation is. I believe is. it's uh, Luca Guadagnino. Thank you for your super. Guadagnino. <laughs> super. Ah, if there's anything that this show really made me realize is how far away 2016 is and how close by 2016 is it really like at times i was like oh i guess this is a period piece but yeah we're talking about luca guadagnino with the hand signal that you can only save your subscribers new mini series that is <laughs> as luca as luca can be it is just one tilda swinton short of it i'm nathan and with me i have alex what's up guys and I have Adrian, not Italiano, El Critico. Can can y'all see me? I I I no. Didn't oh, we all choose to dress up as the nice. characters uh. and try to, try to dress up as stupid as possible? I thought we all loved it, yeah, and dude. we were supposed to dress up as our favorite character from the show. I love the sweater, man. Did I, did I not read that message right? Uh, you, this is radio. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, well, no, sure. it's a, well, is it a video? Is it a video? <laughs> uh, Alright, well, since I can't really see in this, I'll just go ahead and <laughs> not be stupid. I dig on the outfit, I love though. it, though, man. I like the dedication. So, yeah. <laughs> if there's anything that I've noticed with all of his works, it's that they almost have like a Richard Linklater-esque sort of soft-spoken slice of life. There are a lot of moments where you're looking at, albeit pretty, Italian scenery, just waiting for something to happen and waiting for something to happen. And then when it does happen, you don't really see it, you feel it. And that's what I fucking love about this show. No, this show's really, really good. I just thought I'd... I didn't know if I'd keep you guys in anticipation, but I, I like Luca's work. I mean... I'm one of the people who likes his very controversial Suspiria remake, which... Hell yeah. I mean, f- fuck what you say. He did something remotely different. There's actual dancing in a movie about dancers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love, love the Argento film. And Call Me By Your Name is great. And also helped establish another staple of his works, which is underage boys getting courted by... <laughs> 
much more mature boys. Thirty year old men. Yeah, thirty year old yeah. men. That's uh, huh? He really does seem to like uh, filming that. <laughs> yeah, but I will say what I do appreciate about his style is he doesn't like. He doesn't condemn, nor does he praise what his characters do. His characters can do yeah. truly despicable things, and you're just let to process it. I'm really, I'm not a huge fan of this sort of trend. I, it, it's not like cancel culture, but you know, I feel like there's a certain feeling that your characters need to fit your exact moral sense, which is something I'll never agree with. Because sometimes you just want to watch interesting, ugh, interesting characters act. But this show, We Are Who We Are, is set in 2016, like I said, on a military base in Italy, a slice of America in the cusp <laughs> of Italy. And it follows a kid named Frazier, played by Jack Dylan Walsh, who, or sorry, Jack Dylan Walsh. I was, who, whose name am I thinking of? I don't know. M. Emmett Walsh? Not that, his. That's it, yeah. No. Jack <laughs> Two Dylan, very different actors. Very different actors. Jack Dylan Grazier, <laughs> who you saw in It, Chapter 1, I guess I could say, and parts in Chapter 2. You saw him in Shazam. The kid is really talented. And oh, that's right. This show he plays, yet again, one of the most Luca fucking characters I've ever seen. <laughs> and... It's all about his relationship with his two mothers, played by Chloe Savini and Alice Braga, who are both, you know, majors in the U.S. Army, and anyways, are colonel and a major. And then it also follows a young girl named Caitlin, who is struggling with her gender identity, played by an actress I haven't seen before. I think first time actress. I'm... I think this is yeah. I was gonna say I think this is her first role. Yeah, uh, Jordan Christine. Simon, who uh her father is played by kid cuddy who is uh he's a father who will never understand his daughter as much as he tries and he's also a trumper which is kind of where the 2016 comes into it <laughs> like most of lucas films it, it's very slow moving it's very beautiful it you know it you just really sink in all the scenery and the characters. And this is an eight episode miniseries. So I guess, you know, I already said that I really like this, but you can only really take slow moving character stuff for so long, unless you're like me who loves the fucking Americans and Mad Men and can take it all day long. But I'll start with you, Alex. How'd you feel about We Are Who We Are? Uh, so... I really like Luca. I'm a big fan of a bigger splash. And this had some of that flavor to it. But I love that he would bring you through all these meditative moments, which will sometimes be emotionally trying and incredibly controversial. But he doesn't tell you exactly how to feel. You feel how you're supposed to feel. And the moral ambiguity is difficult to portray and he does such a good job with it and it was so fucking colorful i was astounded this this was a feast for the fucking eyes if i've ever seen one especially with his previous film being criticized for lack of color uh but adrian how did you feel about we are who we are so i both really really like this and really 
was struggling to get through it. <laughs> um, this is a show where if you if you watch it within thirty minutes, you're kind of gonna know if you hate this or not. Especially if you're not really familiar with uh, Luca Guadagnino's work, previous work. Uh, that being said, what I really liked about the show is that it explores so much that is going on with kids today where it's like I've never really seen a movie explore these topics so in in depth as this as the show did and it's it it's one of those shows that the cast is so young that not only do I feel and and, and I mean that like in theme and this really is a show about youth to the sense, or to the point where I'm 27 and I feel really old watching this. Not only do I feel old, I also now fear people that are younger than me. I'm 24. <laughs> they are and I feel wild and uh, unhinged, and I cannot keep up. <laughs> but I think it's a kind of a great window into it. It, it, it reminds me of, um, and and nowhere near as explicit, but it kind of reminds me of kids. In the sense that I hate that movie. <laughs> I I think that movie's fine, um, but it reminds me of it in the sense that not not so much that these are like despicable people doing crazy things and they're young, but more so like this really feels like a group of kids. I, the only actor that I found really recognizable was uh, was the main kid, Frazier. Where well, I know Kid Cudi too, and then but all the all the young parts. I, I don't know any of these actors, and I think they all did a fantastic job because they felt so natural. Yeah, I couldn't help with this comparing it to Euphoria on HBO, which is a gorgeous show. It's got great performances, but I felt like a lot of the characters and a lot of the story fell into the trappings of a teen drama, and this never quite got there despite actually having themes that teens can relate to, which really, I, I mean, just well done all around for just making these kids feel like kids. And as much as like it tackles certain topics that, you, you know, would be something that would almost be exploited for the marketing, like gender identity or, you know, almost uh being pansexual to any degree where it's like all right this is the new lgbt show the show isn't necessarily about that it's just about life you know i and i'm not saying that as like being an issue of other shows but i feel like marketing on hbo will constantly try and you know be like hey we're pushing this as the next big thing for this audience and no it's just it's a beautiful slice of life that I feel like anybody can relate to. Oh, totally. Yeah, this is... I, I I feel like this would appeal to shows that try to appeal to a woke audience. I feel like they would kind of eat this up. But it also doesn't feel like a woke series. It's not all about... Like, these characters have major flaws. Frasier... I get that he's young. I get that he's a kid. There were times where I just thought, can someone please just smack the shit out of him, please? Just one time. Just one good smack across the face. Oh, yeah. Something. Especially he is the, the way how he rudest. talks to his mothers at times. Yeah. Pulling Chloe Savigny's hair and 
just doing like some foul shit where it's like, all right, I get that you're you're growing up and things are scary and you're you're learning about yourself, but some of this shit is just like it's you're an asshole if you do this. Yeah. Yeah. One thing that I've noticed amongst Lucas' works, and particularly amongst such a large ensemble in this show, is that every set of two characters, anytime a character interacts with another one, it creates a really strange dynamic that is unique to those two. Like, no two people share the same sort of relationship. And, like, particularly with um, Jack Dylan Grazer's character, Frazier, his relationship with each of his mothers is radically different. Oh, yeah. And their dynamic between the two of them is so interesting. Like, Chloe Savini is the more uh, outwardly feminine, yet has a really strong masculine presence. Whereas Alice Braga has, like, this quieter outward masculinity, and yet has more of the feminine vulnerability out of the two of them. Which creates a really interesting dynamic between them and Fraser, particularly when he's so violent with Chloe Savini and then is so placid with with Alice Braga. I think it's because he knows Alice Braga is not going to take any shit like Chloe Savini. Oh, yeah, she's is. a yeah. badass. More than happy to. We've all seen Predators. We know we know how much of a badass Alice Braga is. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah and, and honestly everything that we're saying i feel like paints a really good picture of the show and it makes it sound like this is something really really good my flaws with it come with the fact that it is without any um oh my god what's the word without any subtlety a luca guadagnino show through and through to the point where i think some of it is pretentious in almost a funny way like yes it is a very artsy show you i don't think you're gonna like this if you just like euphoria i think you're gonna like this if you like euphoria but you also like call me by art your films name. and and call me by your name yeah which is like not, in the museum. not necessarily a bad thing i mean it kind of reminds me of like going to a museum or yeah. going to an art gallery that has a narrative uh, but I can see that being annoying for a lot of people. And at some points it was annoying for me too. I'll say this though. Wh- whoever was in charge of doing the soundtrack oh. and choosing oh, what yeah. song to play at what moment is hire that person for everything. Cause they were fucking fantastic. There's um, a band called blood orange that I'm a huge fan me of. Too. And they, they're like a pivotal po- plot point to the, to the show. They're almost a, a secondary character. I'm a huge Blood Orange fan, so yeah. I was super excited when they were listening to them early on in the show, and it just kept coming up, and I was like, yes. To touch on your point, though, Adrian, I was actually talking to Alex about this, I think, earlier today or maybe the other day, where it isn't, like, so much an issue with the show, but of all of his works, I'm like, oh, this is the most Luca thing I've ever looked at, and I'm like, I'll look at these shots, and I'll know that they're beautiful, but part of me just can't help laughing because it... I mean, right. it, it is Luca at his least restraint. I mean, he's got eight hours to do this show. Yeah, I was going to say, I think partially is because you watch eight whole, it's like eight little mini movies in a way. Yeah, if you thought uh, Suspiria was far too Luca for your taste, this is as Luca as something can fucking get. Suspiria looks like a totally <laughs> different director in comparison, but also the same director. Yeah. 
Dude, I, I was so impressed by Scott Meskady. Like, having listened to his music for over a decade and been a huge fan, and just having known that he was interested in being an actor, but never really, I didn't see Need for Speed. I've never seen him perform before. And he was so, I don't know, he embodied this quiet rage so well. And every time it built to a boiling point, it blew me away. I was so impressed by him. And his dynamic... I was feeling... I'm sorry, go on. His dynamic with each of his children is really harsh. Like, particularly with uh, Caitlin, who also likes to go by Harper. And like, yeah, I don't, I don't think he'll ever understand his transgender child. I was... I, I was feeling that too. I was pretty impressed by him. I would say up to a point. There are times later on in the show where he kind of really has to emote and I just he just wasn't selling it for me. Um, I couldn't really get past the fact that this is Kid Cuddy trying to act and yeah, I haven't seen him in anything else either. Uh, but he is he's he's decent enough. I, I I'm glad that he was chosen for the role. I'm not sure who else would have played it would have been better to play it, but I didn't think he was... I'm now looking to see the new Kid Cudi film or anything like that. I, you know what? I think... I, I understand where you're coming from, Adrian, but I feel like he did a subtle enough job. I mean, you could just tell that... I mean, with with fathers like that, you expect for them to almost be just, like, emotionally abusive to a fault but you could tell that he truly wanted to love and understand his daughter but there is just something in his core being that kept him from being able to do that and it really just it it fucks with him and you can read all that on his face what he actually it reminds me of a performance by and with you saying, like, I can't imagine whatever actor could do this, I could actually see, like, Joe Morton playing this role. Just shot off the dark. Just, like, he, he almost does, like, a thankless job in the role, but it's so good. I was super impressed by him. And sort of to piggyback on a thought that I had earlier just about how the film touches on themes like gender identity and sexuality... My thing is a lesser show would make that the focus of the first episode and put that to the forefront. The way how this show moves and allows you to discover the characters as they're discovering themselves made it such a strong coming-of-age story. I, I feel that, but for me it was... Um, I, I feel like this show is going to make people uncomfortable, and that might be the point. Yeah, That might be its intention uh this show when it does get graphic it i feel like it does get graphic i mean it's hbo and it's luca guadagnino so i guess it should be expected um however with certain characters they're so realistic where i thought maybe you could have just implied this instead of straight up showing it uh i i feel like that's gonna turn people off but i also don't think it's something that is controversial enough like, I don't see this being talked about on Twitter or anything like that. Like, people are freaking out about it. Yeah, this it, is so. not going to be cute. It's probably not that bad. But but it's still, like, don't watch this with your mom or something. <laughs> like, this is something that you just watch with you or, I guess, in your case, you and uh, 
Alex. <laughs> I didn't watch it with Alex. Fuck it, man. Watch it with your mom. Oh, right on. <laughs> I love shows like this because they give you a chance to, if you watch it with someone else, a chance to discuss these topics that are otherwise considered right. taboo or are stigmatized or aren't depicted in any sort of a natural way. And that's that's why Luca has become such a champion of queer cinema. Like, he gives things with an unflinching honesty. And I love that. Yeah. I think for as unflinching as it is, and for, you know, how I wouldn't watch this with my mom, I feel like it's a very approachable show to some extent. I feel like it, it really just, like... It, like you said, if you know it's for you, within the first 30 minutes, it's not going to stop being for you. There's no moment where some b plot comes in that ruins it or there's some plot line that i just wasn't digging on it all just sort of fades over you but let's move into final thoughts i'll start with you uh la italiano uh so yeah this is luca guadagnino through and through if that is already a turnoff you just keep walking by. There's no reason for you to watch this because you're not going to dig it. I, and if you don't know who Luca is, if you watch this and within the first 30 minutes you think, this is really annoying and I feel angry, just turn it off. You don't have to keep keep sitting through it. But if you are digging it, stick with it because it's a pretty good show. Uh, it, it tackles a lot of things that should be tackled. It sends a variety of emotions. It just can't help itself sometimes with how i'm sorry but kind of pretentious it is at times which is something that i wouldn't mind like especially in suspiria or call me by your name but if you binge through eight episodes you start to notice it i i dig this a lot and if any of our review sounded annoying you could also just not watch the show because it's not <laughs> we're, we're i think we explained it pretty well but if you if you think you can dig this Check it out. I give this uh, four uh, times that I wanted to just strangle Frazier <laughs> out of five. <laughs> and Alex? Uh, I was really impressed by this show. It it uh, it tickled all of my fancies. It was, it was exactly what I wanted. And I don't know. It continued to cement Luca as a, a standout creator in my mind and the dude's a, an actor's director and gets so many great performances out of so many actors I've seen before and so many I haven't and it's mesmerizing hypnotic had some crazy music even outside of the all of the songs they chose that I love and I don't know man I adore it I'll give it a I'll give it five out of five shotgun weddings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm kind of in between you and Alex. I really enjoyed this show, but I have a certain tolerance for pretentiousness. And this didn't quite hit it to where I was just like, oh, God, I not gonna watch another episode of this today i mean mainly by choice because i like to binge shows like this but at points i was just like oh this is so fucking luca 
And at some points with certain directors, when they get to be very caught up in their own way, they don't really allow the story to show as much as their own visuals and their own aesthetic, which those few scant moments throughout the show really degraded it for me at times. Beyond that, this is a great show with great performances. I'd recommend it for anybody who wants like a solid teen drama that is refreshing compared to the rest that you'll get via Freeform, via what via CW or via, honestly, HBO. This, to me, <laughs> was what I was expecting Euphoria to be. But Euphoria never even approached the strengths and the highs of this show for me. Ooh. It's uh, a bold claim. A lot of people love Euphoria. I know a lot of people love Euphoria. I'm, I'm mixed on it. I mean, I haven't actually voiced my opinion on Euphoria. My biggest issue with that is sometimes the kids would get off school and I'd wonder, like, does anybody ever just get high and play video games in the school? It seems like every time they get <laughs> off school, they snort a line of X or whatever and then go to an orgy. It's like, hey, I was decently popular in high school, and maybe I was just sticking around the wrong crowds, but it seems like everybody's in this crowd. But yeah, back to We Are Who We Are. Yes, uh, It's visually stunning. If this came out this year and maybe was even done within like a three hour runtime. I feel like this might even be like a 10 out of 10 for me, but I would give it an 8.5 MAGA hats that couldn't fit one of the characters heads <laughs> and will eventually end up in a fucking dumpster or as the Confederate flag for the next 150 goddamn years. Fuck Trump. Uh, good night, everybody. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Did y'all know that was uh, Martin Scorsese's daughter? Yeah, yeah I did. Once I saw... I, I kept seeing... I, I don't know why my dumbass was like, oh, Francesca Scorsese. That sounds a lot like Martin Scorsese. Isn't that something? <laughs> <laughs> Matter of fact, it is You know something. what? If, 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 if she also had bushy eyebrows, I would have realized, oh, they must be related. Yeah. She just needed the glasses. Uh, did you realize that... One of the workers in the cafeteria was fucking Army Hammer with a fake Italian mustache. No. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody watch the show. Oh, that's hilarious. Find out. Oh. Yeah. Honestly, this is oh. a, the best depiction of a transgender male since Boys Don't Cry. Damn. Yeah. It's bold claim. Also, uh, also starring Chloe Savini. <laughs> Also, uh, just to uh, put it out there, the special in the cafeteria was peaches and cream. 